0: WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. Download the free local news app today. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. The new master plan for the city of Benton Harbor is about finished. Speaking to the Benton Harbor Planning Commission this week, Paul Lippins with McKenna Associates said work's been taking place for well over a year and it's in the home stretch. He said a major focus of the planning document is housing in the neighborhoods with a goal of making homes that fit the character of the community. The plan also envisions growth through 2040. 3,000 new homes by 2040, 1,000 renovated homes, renovations for existing Benton Harbor residents that maybe would qualify or just need a little help, and 10,000 residents by 2040. So this is aggressive, but it's also talking about building the city back to its previous size. That would about double the population of Benton Harbor to its 1960 level. Lippin said the plan is designed to avoid gentrification. This is a plan that is designed to support and build wealth for Ben Harbor's existing residents. The plan envisions using city-owned property to develop middle-income housing, becoming a sanctuary city, setting guidelines for the development of container homes and creating new opportunity areas that would include the Black Wall Street Opportunity Area, the Education Opportunity Area, and the Entertainment and Arts Opportunity Area. Each would come with a special development objective. After the Planning Commission's review, the Draft Master Plan will go to the full City Commission to begin a 60-day review period. It'll be posted online at bestbentonharbor.com. State Representative Pauline Wenzel has been appointed to serve on the Growing Michigan Together Council. It's a 28-member commission that makes recommendations on how Michigan can grow its population by 2050. The group will host workshops, public hearings, and other events around the state. Wenzel tells us the commission will create recommendations for specific policies as well as look at ways to prepare Michigan's workforce for in-demand jobs and develop long-term transportation, water, and infrastructure proposals. The body was created by the legislature, and Wenzel is the designated House Republican selected to serve. It held its first meeting today. A new drone is being purchased by the St. Joseph Township Police Department. Chief Randy Lang tells us the department uses its current drone for search and rescue, training, public engagement, and suspect tracking. However, it's time to get a new one. Ours is five years old, and the technology has changed drastically over those five years. The new drone we are getting will be able to fly in rain, snow, and high winds. The camera system on it is much improved from the one we have now. Lang says the new drone has been made possible thanks to donations from businesses and residents. He put out a call for contributions this week, and they poured in. The drone is now on order, with the cost expected to be about $14,000. Lang is hoping to have it in time for the National Night Out event on August 1st. Crazy King Burrito in Lincoln Township is expanding both locally and across the United States. David Shuck and his wife, Karen Garlinger, opened Crazy King Burrito at Red Arrow Highway in Glenlord in 2021 after being inspired by their favorite burrito place in Cozumel, Mexico. He and Karen now own the Stevensville location and they're planning to open one and own one in downtown St. Joseph. David says the location will be the former Mediterranean eatery on State Street, so it made them pick downtown St. Joe. The tourism of St. Joe offers not only different but unique customers that are from all over the country to try and spread the brand. And that's not all. David says the couple has franchised three other locations, and there are ten more franchises under construction around the country. The Little Rock, Arkansas location just opened this week. We asked how it feels to see a food empire growing. It's been very rewarding, very exciting, and it's a it's a daily development. Even though it's a franchise, it's supposed to be very standardized. Things are evolving every day. Chuck says people sometimes ask him if he ever feels like McDonald's founder Ray Kroc. He says with so many things happening at once, it doesn't quite feel like that, but maybe one day it will. For now, he says the goal is to open the St. Joseph location in March. Progress has been slow with so much work to do helping other franchises launch. With the governor signing Juneteenth as a state holiday into law this week, local black leaders are praising the significance. The law means in Michigan June 19th will be celebrated as Juneteenth, a day to highlight black history and culture, commemorate the end of slavery in America, and celebrate freedom, liberty, and equality. Local leader, leading voice in the black community, and Berrien County Commissioner Mamie Yarborough says people can use the day to learn more about that moment in history. There's so many things that I wonder about, and so there should be more printed about it or brought out about it. Uh, it's too late to ask people that actually went through that. Berrien County government observed the holiday in 2022 after the Michigan Supreme Court ordered that all courts observe the day. The decision was left up to counties this year and the decision was made not to close Berrien County this year. However, Commissioner Yarbrough says that won't happen again. And Buchanan's annual Thrill on the Hill starts tomorrow. The city's Ashley Regal tells us the Thrill on the Hill is a celebration where they place a huge slip and slide on the big hill downtown. They then make a weekend out of holding summer-themed events. We kind of transport the beach or a homemade water park to our downtown. So One of the main geographical hills in Buchanan becomes a 500-foot water slide with a lazy river and a beach at the end of it. Surrounding that, we have a giant stage where we have some concerts throughout the weekend. We have a DJ coming. We have food truck vendors. Local businesses will provide tubes, sunblock, coolers, and everything else you'll need to enjoy a day at the beach camped out in downtown Buchanan. The Thrill on the Hill will run tomorrow from noon to 10 p.m., then 10 to 10 on Saturday and 10 to 8 on Sunday. It's $10 for a day pass to ride the hill or $25 for a weekend pass. Regal says there will also be a special sliding hour for adults only at uh, 11 p.m. on Saturday. Around 10,000 people came to Buchanan last year for the Thrill on the Hill, and it's hoped that even more will come this year. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Duwajac, where furniture shopping is fun. At the final event of this week's trip through Europe, President Biden held a press conference in Helsinki with the Finnish president, He spoke about the war in Ukraine, the future of NATO, and other topics. More from ABC's Karen Travers. Asked if committing to bring Ukraine into NATO at the end of its war with Russia would encourage Vladimir Putin to drag the war on for years. President Biden said Thursday the Russian president has a, quote, real problem. There is no possibility of him winning the war in Ukraine. He's already lost that war. President Biden would not give a timeline for how long the war in Ukraine will continue, but he said he didn't think it would go on for years because Russia will not be able to sustain the fight long-term. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. Thousands of Ukrainian civilians are being detained across Russia and the Ukrainian territories it occupies in centers ranging from brand-new wings in Russian prisons to clammy basements. Most have no status under Russian law. An Associated Press investigation also found Russia is making plans to hold potentially thousands more. A Russian government document obtained by the AP dating to January outlined plans to create 25 new prison colonies and six other detention centers in occupied Ukraine by 2026. In addition, Russian Russian President Vladimir Putin signed a decree in May that would make it easier for Russia to deport Ukrainians who resist Russian occupation deep into Russia indefinitely. It's already happened in multiple cases documented by the AP. Former Secretary of State John Kerry defended the Biden administration's climate policies and his position as climate czar during a congressional hearing today. ABC's Faith Abube has more in Washington. Former Secretary of State John Kerry is the first ever official to head the new government office for the Special Presidential Envoy of Climate. During a hearing in the House Foreign Affairs Subcommittee on Oversight and Accountability, Republican Congressman Brian Mast accused Kerry of a lack of transparency from his office. I believe that you are representing a far-left radical agenda. Those are my beliefs. But the truth is, Because of the lack of transparency, no one really knows exactly what it is that you are representing. Kerry defended his office and revealed that he reports directly to President Biden. Faith Abube, ABC News, Washington. U.S. officials have approved the first over-the-counter birth control pill, a major change that will broaden access for women and teenagers. The Food and Drug Administration decision today means drugmaker Perigo can sell its once-a-day opil without prescriptions. Previously, all birth control pills required a doctor's note. Perigo won't start selling the pill until early next year. Hormone-based pills have long been the most common form of birth control in the U.S. Medical societies and women's health groups have pushed for wider access. They note that young women and those from low-income and minority backgrounds face extra hurdles to getting a prescription. New details have emerged on the near-fatal prison attack on a former doctor for USA Gymnastics who was convicted of sexually assaulting athletes. ABC's Brian Clark has more. More than 150 patients of former Dr. Larry Nasser said that he sexually abused them during treatment. Last week, Nasser was attacked in a federal prison in Florida. Sources familiar with the investigation say the attacker was set off as a group of inmates, including Nasser, were watching the Wimbledon Tennis Championships when Nasser said he wished there were girls playing. Later that day, the inmate allegedly stabbed Nasser at least six times in his cell before four other inmates pulled him off. Prison staff worked to save Nasser's life. He remains hospitalized in stable condition. Brian Clark, ABC News. No fingerprints or DNA turned up on the baggie of cocaine found in the West Wing lobby last week, despite a sophisticated FBI crime analysis and surveillance footage of the area. did not identify a suspect. That's according to a summary of the Secret Service investigation obtained by the Associated Press. There are no leads on who brought the drugs into the White House. U.S. Secret Service agents found the white powder during a routine White House sweep on July 2nd in a heavily trafficked West Wing lobby where staff go in and out and tour groups gather to drop their phones and other belongings. Heat is baking much of the West, with records being broken going into the weekend. One hot state says the heat is a major killer and it needs help dealing with it. ABC's Alex Stone reports. FEMA responds to a list of designated disasters like flooding, tornadoes, and hurricanes. Heat is not on that list. Twelve people have died around Phoenix this year from heat and 55 more are under investigation. And now Arizona officials are pushing to get heat added to the list of declared disasters. Phoenix Heat Mitigation Officer David Hondula. We've had FEMA regional folks at some of our meetings where they're expressing interest in getting more involved in the heat work. It comes as Phoenix is on the verge of breaking an all-time record for back-to-back days above 110 degrees. And extreme heat is expanding through the weekend over much of the West. Alex Stone, EBC News. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration says an already warming Earth steamed to its hottest June on record, smashing the old global mark by nearly a quarter of a degree, with global oceans setting temperature records for the third straight month. Today's calculation, that June's average temperature of 61.79 degrees Fahrenheit is 1.89 degrees above the 20th century average. July has already started out smashing records of its own. Scientists say there's a decent chance 2023 will finish as the hottest year on record. It's because of human caused climate change combined with El Nino. And it's about to be very quiet in Hollywood with a second strike now happening. Morph maybe sees Jason Nathanson. The writer strike, which has been going on for over two months, has shut down most of Hollywood TV production, but some shows with completed scripts have been filming, mostly in Canada and some other areas outside of Los Angeles. Elaine Lowe's with the industry news site The Ankler. Uh, there aren't very many productions that are active right now, and, and that'll basically bring it to zero. Uh, for scripted TV. The actor strike will also halt all film production. Some movies have been filming overseas during the writer's strike and no one knows how long the shutdown will last. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood.